the bond market is a little shaky right now, especially after last year um, when the stocks and bonds both tanked. But that's because the feds have been increasing the interest rates so much and it's yeah. had an adverse effect on the markets. And we're looking at another major increase um, sometime in, the, in this quarter. So is that only because we're printing money like a motherfucker? You know, mm -hmm. we're at the point now to where we're, we're just hemorrhaging more cash than... It's just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how... So yeah, I wanted to, to mainly have you on again because I think the last time we talked about a lot of people potentially saving money and um, talked a little bit about break even and um, you know the fire movement, like all that type of stuff. Sure. Uh, there there were some good nuggets in there, uh, but shit has changed this past year, man. Things are getting kind of gnarly. They are, yeah. So I, mean, I wanted to, I wanted to obviously get your expertise and and your thoughts on the matter, but uh, it's interesting to me, especially because. Literally this morning, I was looking on TikTok because uh, that's where you get all your news now. Um, but I was looking and I noticed uh, this has been a, a rapid movement these last few weeks where now stores like Madison Square, not stores, but like retail environments and including stadiums like Madison Square Garden are now not accepting cash. They're doing these reverse ATMs. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. No, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so like Madison Square Garden, I don't know if they're the first or, or the only, but uh, they're the first stadium that I know of that you go in, you put in your cash because they mm -hmm. don't take cash in mm -hmm. the garden and you put in your cash and it spits out a Visa or a MasterCard, debit card, mm -hmm. gift card. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just a temporary one. And that's what you can use anywhere, not just in the garden. Jeez. But these are the ATMs that essentially they're trying to. I would guess get rid of all the the cash flow a little yeah. by little. Dang. Yeah. And are there fees on that or do they just it's just from what I saw it's just it's straight transaction. Hmm. Yeah, it's transactional. So I mean I would imagine it's gonna get people excited about using cards and then mm -hmm. maybe you get done doing that. Maybe Visa MasterCard, the skin in the game there is maybe someone will apply for a credit card after this if they don't already have one. Um, and then, of course, just everything's going cashless. So I'm sure there's a lot of benefits from like a stadium standpoint and retail environments not holding cash, you know, sure. to uh, eliminate theft and things like that. But it's kind of scary because now this is a real thing, right? With everything going on that I've heard about um, Fed now, uh, which is it's more shitty that it's kind of a it was a soft rollout. Yep, that's what was kind of creepy to me. You know, if it's it's almost like a, a Everything that's happening with the UFO is kind of the same thing, where it's slowly kind of creeping in, and the government's yeah. slowly releasing information. I don't like it when they slowly do things. Sure. I'd rather them just spit it out and say it, but they're doing, like, the soft launch, and they're trying to, like, slip it in, almost like they do with certain bills. You mm -hmm. know, if you read through, like, <laughs> certain bills, mm -hmm. and there's certain addendums, and you're like, wait a minute, did you sneak that in, you little fuck? Yeah, exactly. Because um, nobody's going to read like 4,500 pages of bills. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's it's wild, man. I mean, what do you think about everything that's going on with with FedNow and this digital currency? Like, what's your thought process on that? So I know that we've been trying to move to a di like a cashless society for a while now. And mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, I mean, back in the mid-2000s when I worked retail, we had... A lot of theft rings, especially not theft, but counterfeit rings in Tampa, actually, mm -hmm. um, where they're washing $5 bills and, and reprinting them as $100 bills. And and I, I ended up catching one one time and and uh, was able to, to nab a portion of that ring and help take them down. That was in like 2008, 2007, somewhere in that range. But regardless, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of I mean, there's fraud no matter which way you look at it, you know, yeah. whether you're you're printing your own money or, or you're making your own, you know, fault you know, or falsifying cards or whatever the case would be. But I think that eventually uh, we're going to see a time where, um, and, and I know this is like hopefully a lot further out, maybe after we're gone, but like we get chips implanted in us, you know, and we're, we're, we're that's how we pay for everything. Everything's linked through our chips because the cards already have chips and, and that's linked through that. And yep. now our phones, you know, I, I can, link all of my cards through my phone and I can use Apple pay or I can 
you know, use the, you know, just the touch, you know, wherever it is. Um, and just keep, keep going. I think, uh, to some extent we're, we're already seeing acceptance of it. I was down in Melbourne, um, over the weekend and I ended up, uh, the bar had my card and I couldn't, I had to go pay for something else. So instead of going to the bar, cashing out, bringing it up my card, I just use my, I just use Apple pay, yeah. you know? And, and so, and it, it's already linked to my card. So I was like, Oh good. I don't have to go cash out and waste all this time yeah. walking across the other side and I can just do it that way. So there, there's, there's definitely benefits. There's, there's yeah. definitely, yeah. Convenience involved in yeah. all of that. Um, but it also open opens us up for, uh, you know, who's, who's trying to hack into everything now, you know, right. but are, are we, is our money, safe now is it, is it going to be guaranteed you know when we're using it through all these virtual means um i know personally i i try and utilize you know a third party like paypal or something when i buy transactions online, online so yeah. that they can't have my bank account information so it's a little bit easier to to you know hopefully be protected on that that front so yeah um it's scary but also exciting at the same time i know that you know, the whole crypto movement, um, kind of went under for a little while, but now that's, that's coming back a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just think that we are in a time of uncertainty and there's, there's a lot of technology that's rapidly expanding that, uh, we're going to need to be mindful of, um, yeah. while at the same time they're the older generations and even some of the younger ones are, are scared, you know, to even do half the stuff that we do currently just because they're they're afraid of their identity getting stolen so that's right a lot a lot is about to transpire over the next several years and and i'm i'm anxious and kind of nervous to see what how this is all going to play out yeah and you know the uh i think the digital way is that's the future right that's how it's going to go i mean it's very similar to what i would imagine where we went from having gold and horses to now it's you know like imagine the conversation they had when they're like hey stop riding the horse, stop using gold. We're going to, you know, jump into these metal vessels with four rubber tires Mm -hmm. and we're going to use paper for currency. (laughs) Someone's going to look at that like, I'm going to use my gold. What are you talking about, Shani? Mm -hmm. Like, so I bet there was, you know, we're in that age, I think, which is weird though, because that was only, I mean, shit, when when were cars invented? A hundred years ago, 200 years ago? Yeah. A little so, over 100 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, U.S. currency, I mean, that's not that old, Mm-mm. right? So, it only took a, a century to kind of get through this movement. And, you know, this is this will be the second time, essentially, in history that our currency has changed, I think, this much. You know, mm-hmm. again, gold to paper, now paper to digital. Um, it makes you think like in another 100 years. <laughs> like, what the fuck could it possibly be? Um So I know like security and, 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 um, you know, protecting our money, I think is going to get better. You know, you look at like companies like, um, VPN companies that, um, are are separate from the normal. So if you want to have your normal Wi-Fi, you can get, you know, VPN to protect your servers even more. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be something along those lines that protect us. Like I do love PayPal and Venmo and Cash App because if I am going to make any transactions, you could just do that. And even like PayPal is great because there's, you know, you could do PayPal credit. You know, there's no interest if you pay it off early. And uh, essentially, you can have a credit card on your phone with, sure. you know, not a credit card. So mm-hmm. we're kind of already there already. But what terrifies me a little bit about the Fed now thing is, um, especially everything that is going on with the US dollar, it's intriguing that now all of a sudden it just so happens we could roll it out, Fed now. <laughs> and, you know, the fact that, the bill might be in trouble. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Who knows? It could be propaganda. But it's just weird that they want to kind of launch their own PayPal when there's plenty of services out there. Sure. And of yeah. course, I, I know they can't, you know, it's not like they can back Cash App. You know, of course, mm-hmm. they can't They can't do that. Um, yeah. The government apparently, you know, senators and things like that can trade stocks, but, you know, they can't do other stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's almost like if they are launching this, what happens if, like, you know, I'm late on my car payment? Are they going to be able to control where my money goes? You know, I mean, they're the government, right? It's not, 
I mean, they shut down half the country or they shut down the country during the pandemic. What's to say they can't shut down how we spend money? So if there's another pandemic, it makes me curious. It's like they can't shut down businesses, right? Because businesses can do what they want, but maybe they could turn off your money, you know? And I hate to say that, you know, that won't, that might happen, but I mean, yeah. it's the government. They've made mistakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. That part's a little scary to me because I, I prefer to be in control of our own money. And even still, you can argue that say, well, Tony, your money's in banks and technically it's not your money. It's the bank's money. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they go under, you're fucked, right? So it's like, I get it, but it's also kind of funky because this is, this is big. Mm-hmm. This is like, we're not going to be using paper anymore. Like we already kind of stopped. No one talks about this, but we already stopped using coins. You know, there's a lot of companies that won't even take pennies now. Sure. Nickels, you know, and I think what was it uh, that they stopped making? Was it nickels they stopped making? Did they? I don't. Yeah, I thought it was something. Maybe they didn't. I thought they stopped. I thought they wanted to get through the circulation um, of something. It's funny because in my industry, we don't touch currency at all it's all you know transferred through um one firm to another so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't even take checks i mean i could but you know i I don't do any of that everything is through eft yeah you have to right yeah yeah it's it's uh in fact when i first got in the industry back in uh, 2017 i was explicitly told if somebody came in with cash we weren't allowed to take it you know um, to, to make a deposit into their account, uh, we'd have, they'd have to, you know, bring a check. Um, and even then it, it moved to now it's gotta be a certified check, you know, and, and it's gotta be under a certain amount. Otherwise we, they can get flagged, you know, through anti-money money laundering laws. So, mm. um, it, it's, it's been interesting to see at least from the financial advising realm, um, that we are 100% a cashless, uh, industry. And even checks are starting to go by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird how checks quickly changed. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone was using checks. Like I even remember as a kid, like my parents would bring in their checks to the grocery store and mm-hmm. and write out checks. And it was so weird because, I mean, I would, I would assume most of those checks cleared, if not all of them back then. Sure. But it was so easy to just write a check and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it not... <laughs> go through yeah. but you just have now you have all the groceries so yeah you mm-hmm. might have to pay that bill later on but it's just so funny how like when they first came up with that idea like think about the think about that idea think about the idea of the check where you show up to walmart and you get 300 dollars worth of groceries and and food and all types of stuff you need and then you just go up to the cashier and you say here you go here's a sheet of paper and at the end of the day, you can give this to your boss and you guys can cash it and you'll probably get paid in two mm-hmm. days. Yep. But if I have no money in the account, you won't know for 48 hours. Exactly. But I, I now I, I now I now have all your goods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that concept is fucking bonkers. Like who pitched yeah. that idea? Exactly. Who, thought, who thought that was a better <laughs> idea than cash? Mm-hmm. You know, but of course, the banks now taking all the uh the accountability and they'll of course charge the um yep the the person that owns the bank but yeah it's it's weird man this this time i'm actually i worked cool. in retail when checks were still very much a thing you know and and so i i have yeah. extensive knowledge on on the procedure the procedure in order to take a check and if the machines were down how do we run the manual you know check machine yeah. how do we run cards manually everything it's it's yeah. so it's it's weird to think about that like our generation is probably the last generation that saw checks being used you know on a consistent basis and now it's far and few between that's right you know, I, I have to go get money orders because i don't use checks you know if, if somebody specifically needs a check yeah. um you know for a you know for a donation purpose and they don't take cash or they don't have any sort of you know <laughs> Uh, cash app or Venmo or whatever, I, I just, I go to Publix and spend 99 cents to get a, uh, a money order. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's weird. Right. It's so weird. It's even yeah. more weird when I get a check. Like even my dad, um, wrote me a check cause we have a, a baby shower coming up. 
So he uh, he wrote me a check, and he, he was even uh, messing around because he's like, I haven't written a check in fucking twenty years. Yeah. And uh, he messed up a couple times, and mm-hmm. then he gave it he gave it to me, and I, I'm used to depositing uh, checks myself for the you know the business we have and things like that. So, but I never go to the bank though. I do everything mobile deposit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's even more it's even more crazy where it's like, you know, you take a picture of that check and you're uploading it to this mm-hmm. app and you're like, what an amazing technology that, yeah. you know, we can uh we can just do that. It's and mm-hmm. you know, it gets deposited. It's uh, it's fascinating. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of pros, less cons for sure, but it's um I don't know, it's just interesting to see where what like what's the end game here? Like why why are they getting in into this and why are we making a full switch because that is kind of scary with everything that's going on um in china right that's a good example of someone who's who's tried to um monopolize that industry and um use not just social currency but their actual currency is mostly digital and um they've on numerous occasions shut down certain services and and stopped stopped funding things so um but of course they're <laughs> They're China, right? They're not. They're not a free yeah. country. So, um, you know, maybe we'll be different. One would hope. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminds me of that show Black Mirror. Um, I was just couple of those episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's coming to that the instant gratification. Through yeah, social the social media. the social currency aspect for yes. sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the girl from Jurassic Park, if I remember, where. Or Jurassic World, rather, where she was the star of that Black Mirror episode, mm-hmm. right? And it's she was walking, yeah, she was walking through the street. She'd give mm-hmm. someone a smile, they'd give her a thumbs yep. up, and she'd have a certain that's, score. That's the episode I was thinking of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a great episode. <laughs> Side note: another Black Mirror season is coming out soon. I just saw a trailer on yeah. on Netflix. Nice. Yeah, that's a great show. I and, love it because you don't have to watch those in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do it wherever you want. And, you know, you even it's even a great show because you can watch it and you're like, oh, so this is the future because yeah, that's, exactly. ha- <laughs> yep. that's what's going to happen in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and you mentioned earlier about uh, like having a chip in, in uh, either a brain or a hand. But I know they're starting to do that. Uh, I believe it's in China as well to where they're starting. Uh, companies are starting to put the little chips in the hands just to get access mm-hmm. to the company. So instead of like key fobs. Um, it's in the hand already. And, um, yeah, that could be interesting. Um, things like Neuralink and stuff like that, I think is fascinating as well. But then that's also like, that's kind of funky when I look at that and I look at like the cryptocurrency and I look at fed now and, you know, digitizing all of our money and everything else. If you have essentially a supercomputer in your brain, Mm -hmm. what's stopping you from hacking into my device? Right, or what stop you from hacking into the bank or the uh, the Apple Pay scanner, you know, at the register? So that's that's a little weird too. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know. We're not smart enough, I think, to keep up with like the security aspect of everything. You know, like we're always behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a good example, like you know, is just you look around where your streets are. Right, like Orlando is a great example, right? Because. Orlando's airport is one of the worst airports in the country. Oh, yeah, by far. <laughs> but it has the most tourists year-long and is one of the most busiest cities in the world. But they knew that. Like, when Disney opened, whatever it was, 75 years ago or 50 years ago, whatever it was. But when they first opened, like, didn't you know this was going to be, like, a thing? Like, people were going to come and visit, and you're also making movies, and you are you have a theme park. Like, you're going to be popular. So then they should have started, you know, planning the infrastructure. But we always do things late. We build highways after, you know, we're overpopulated in those areas. And the next thing you know, you're overpopulated in those areas. You're building a highway. Now there's more traffic because you have the construction going on. And by the time you get done with the goddamn thing, there's five million more people. So then you have to do it again. Like we're always late to things. So it's just I I four (laughs) I four the best example in the world. About poor infrastructure because they're still building it and, and it's still now shit they, they uh, when I was down there, it looks like the majority of the construction for that high speed rail is is done. They just don't have stops yet. <laughs> like, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Although the um, you talking about the uh, the skyline 
from Orlando to Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it's going through, I guess, Brevard County, but yeah. Brevard doesn't have a stop yet. Or something. I was like, why wouldn't you? Because that would be the easiest to go from Disney to the port, you know, so that they can get on their Disney cruise lines and then yeah. go from there. But I guess there's why, a, why would you think of that? Problem. That's cra- That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. rational thinking, Justin. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I <need to> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock it off, buddy. Um, and just to give people context, if they didn't, uh, I'll leave everything in the description below. But so, so, so currently, what's your level of expertise? What are you working on? What's busy? What's happening in in the workforce with you? Uh, so, I've the majority of my clients are all. Uh, people who reside or are participants of the Florida retirement system. Mm-hmm. Um, being in Tallahassee, I am in you know state worker paradise, the mecca of all state workers. Right. Um, and so obviously 90% of my clientele comes from that. Uh, we utilize a pretty robust marketing system. Uh, I've been navigating their benefits for over four years now. Um, so it's it's really like for me, just trying to get in front of as many of these people as possible because there's so many changes coming to the FRS, their, their, their retirement system. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's a bill that was passed in the House and the Senate, uh, and we're just waiting on the signature from the governor, or they may just go ahead and enact it as law. Um, but all changes occur on July 1st, so we're knocking on that door right now. And um, And what is that for? It's for changes to the retirement system for like state social security. So, so no, uh, people who work as um, state uh, or universities, teachers, gotcha. um, anybody who is part of the Florida retirement system, there's major changes that have been proposed, uh, and it's it was voted unanimously by the state or by the Senate and the House um, to increase the investment plan by two percent. It's at 6.3 that the state provides now. Um, So now they're going to bump it to 8.3. And then the on the pension side, the people that elect pension, um, they have something called the deferred retirement optional program. Um, And so or drop. So when they go in a drop, they they currently can only be in it for five years. And it's basically you're on a retirement contract, but uh, you still work. Um, but mm. you can call it quits after day one of being in drop if you want. Well, they, the proposal is that they'll end up um, extending it to eight years if, if somebody wants to stay in it for eight years. Yeah. At the end of drop, they basically, instead of the money that's going into their pension, it gets diverted into a sub account, which just gives them a, a one lump chunk, some check at the end of that drop period. At the end um, of the eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a proposal to increase um, the salaries by 5% as well. So, uh, you know, state workers have not seen any sort of substantial raise other than cost of living increases. And even those are far and few between, um, for a while. So my job has been recently is, is, um, with all these campaigns and and getting in front of, you know, dozens of people each week is, is making sure that they are set up from not only how their investments are, are structured, but, uh, where their money is being allocated to be, you know, the most tax efficient way, because um, next year is is a big presidential election year, as we all know. So mm. taxes are going to be the number one topic for discussion. And, uh, you know, the way that the tax rates are now, they're historically low. Um, they're poised to go up at least by 2026. Wow. Uh, and who knows what the next administration is going to impose as far as the tax structure, but we all know that that's always something that everybody wants, you know, yeah. where are we going to lower taxes? Well, you can't, they're already low. Like, yeah. you know, we're going to have to figure something else out, especially with everything that transpired the past three and a half years with COVID. So, yeah. um, there's going to be a lot of changes, I think, in the, in the very near future and, and the next administration is going to have its hands full more than. It, it already has, uh, in, in regards to the, the types of, um, the, the tax structure that we're going to, we're going to see over the next several years. Yeah. I mean, obviously um, you're thinking it's, it's definitely going to raise drastically. Yeah. Right, for sure. Yeah. At, well, maybe not drastically, but definitely, you know, one to 2% across the board, I would say, um, at, at minimum, they, they may do some restructuring on, on the income levels relative to 
the tax the tax structure as well. Um, but I, I feel pretty strongly that you know, regardless of where you are in the tax structure, you're you're going to start paying a little bit more in taxes. It may not seem like a lot, but uh, everybody has been putting all their money in, into tax deferred accounts just so they can save a little bit on their their taxable income each year. Um, where I'm now suggesting, you know, do you really want to pay Uncle Sam, you know, tens of thousands of dollars when you go to retire because you put all of your money into a, a, a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k? Yeah, probably not. You know, and I'm, I'm finding that a lot of people are retiring at um, in higher tax brackets because they've done that for so many years because pensions have basically gone away in, in most of, of, of the country other than you know, government yeah. jobs. Um, yeah. So structuring well, and, people and, to be more tax efficient is, is where I've, I've been focusing a lot of my attention recently. Yeah. I mean, and someone who's like, you know, younger, whether in their twenties or thirties, I mean, where do you see, um, aside from like, you know, a, a Roth or something, I mean, where, where exactly can someone put in some dough to where they won't get taxed heavily? Cause you know, that was a big thing when I had a corporate job is 401ks were great, but I mean, at the end of the year, if you do the math, unless you're getting matched, there's not a lot of benefits from it, right? Because more often than not, you could take that exact money and you know you could find a way to double that over the course of 10 to 20 years and have zero penalties if you decide to take it out. You know, that's yep. the problem with the 401k is you take out any money, that's your money. If you yep. take out any money, you're gonna get, what was it 25% or something they, they penalize you? Yep. I mean, that's yeah. outrageous. Mm-hmm. So it's better to, ha- it's like a condom. You, know, you wanna have it, not need it, then need it and not have it. But exactly. I mean, what would be some good recommendations of someone that, that has some dough and has some capital and wants, wants to throw it in for long-term retirement sure. plan? Yeah. Long-term retirement plan, of course. And like you mentioned, if, if they've got, if they're sitting cash heavy, you know, um, brokerage accounts are, are a great way to um, mm-hmm. help at least try and keep up with inflation at this point, because with the inflation being eight, nine percent, on average recently, it's like, or at least last year, um, I wouldn't say an average, but the the problem with that is, is that the money sitting inside of bank accounts is losing the purchasing power. Um, and so for me, when I set up these financial plans for people, I think that the most important is um, making sure one, they have liquidity. Uh, you mentioned 401ks, we can't pay our bills with that, not while we're still working. So oftentimes I'll find people that, um, if they have, if they're sitting on a lot of cash, great, you know, contribute up to the match. Outside of that, they're tax traps. Um, mm-hmm. And just make sure that you are, are putting your eggs in more than just that one basket uh, to old, to use that old cliche. But I think, um, you know, looking at tax-free measures. So a lot of employers now actually are offering Roth 401ks. And I think that's that's a beautiful option if, if they have the... Um, if they have that option at work. So, um, mm. you know, allowing people to, to look into that, uh, as far as other tax-free means, um, obviously, you know, you've mentioned, you know, the Roth IRAs as well. Um, now, obviously there are caps there, there's limits on that, you know, versus or, uh, relative to their income levels. But, you know, if, if somebody's not making over 200 grand a year, you're, you're under the threshold basically, right. you know? Yeah. And so, uh, it, it phases out completely after that. And, yeah, because that's um, individual, not household, right? That's individual. Yeah, but they yeah. do look at household as well. So, mm. um, so be mindful of that if you're if a spouse makes you know a lot more and and you're still both over that threshold, it's they're going to phase it out. So, yeah. um, there's obviously ways to get around that, you know. But um, as far as other tax free means, I mean, municipal bonds are also tax free. Now, mm. the thing about that is that the bond market is a little shaky right now, especially after last year um, when the stocks and bonds both tank, but that's because the feds have been increasing the interest rates so much and it's had an adverse effect on the markets. Um, And we're looking at another major increase um, sometime in in this quarter. Uh, You know, we we had a good Sorry to to interrupt. So is that only because we're printing money like a motherfucker? And you know, mm-hmm. we're at the point now to where we're, we're just hemorrhaging more cash than mm-hmm. that's coming yeah. in. And then exactly. you factor in inflation and everything like that. Okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Cause I, I did think, I mean, I, I, I've had my money in stocks for quite some time, but it's just, it's, it's crazy. The fact that, you know, it's going to go up, right. You know, it's, 
whether it's crypto or anything else that you're involved in, things are always going to get better no matter what. Real estate market, market, and it's, it's always going to get better. You just got to you gotta have patience and you got to have that liquidity to, to feel comfortable. That's what I tell people all the time. I was like, investing is inherently a long game. Yeah. Um, if, if somebody comes to me and like, here's X amount of money, can you double it overnight? No, that's, that's not what I do. Like, unless you, you'd be better off just going to the casino and and gambling that money away. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, uh, oftentimes people don't think about, um, is that any insurance policies with a cash value accumulation, um, could potentially be a, a good avenue to take if they want to not be at the full mercy of the stock market and still mm. be able to, to save money tax-free. Um, obviously, people have to be reasonably healthy to get into some of those products. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's a good way for somebody to um, force them to save money. Uh, oftentimes, when people hear the term life insurance, they're like, get away from me. I don't want to talk about it. You know, and, and there, there's, there's a, a lot of, you know, um, negative you know, news about that out there. I'm sure, sure. Um, there are particular like large names that speak against it and whatnot that I won't get into. But mm-hmm. um, I think for the most part, like, for example, if somebody's bored and they want to go and look at uh, the Bank of America's uh, balance sheet, look at how much money they have invested in whole life insurance. It's billions of dollars. You know, it's it's because they're utilizing that as as a tax free means because they don't have to claim that on their taxes. That's how, right. you know, we hear of all these people. Oh, this person didn't pay taxes this year, yet they made this much money or whatever the case may be. I was like, yeah, that's because they probably pulled money out of tax free accounts, you know, whether yeah. it's their Roth IRA or maybe they've got a substantial, you know, cash value um, holdings in, in their life insurance policy, whatever the case may be. There's ways to not have to pay taxes or at least lower their tax rates. So yeah. that's, and, that's another method. And correct it. me if I'm wrong, going into whether it's a Roth IRA or, or life insurance, no matter what the taxes are outside that, mm-hmm. nothing changes inside. So like nothing's going to happen. You know, let's say our, our tax goes up 5% in the next 10 mm-hmm. years. That doesn't affect your life insurance policy. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nope. once that's in, versus like a 401k or something like that. Sure that's where things are going to get kind of, kind of funky. So yeah, um, the, the only problem I would say problem is that a lot of people can't cash flow, um, you know, these exorbitant policies because it yeah. does take a lot of money, you know, but they're, they're seeing it. I, for example, I, I have somebody that I, I met with um, several years ago and, and they were, they had elected to put a quite a bit of money into one each month. Um, and then their spouse had unfortunately put a stop to it because like, why would you put that much money towards a life insurance policy? But they didn't know the overall plan because they didn't, you know, they didn't talk about it with each other first. And, um, so when I meet with people, I I try and make sure that both spouses are there if if that's the case, uh, just because I don't want to run into that situation anymore. But, um, you know, and it's, it's for people who already have a good amount of liquidity built up because again, the treat these as like a, uh, a 401k that's not taxed and not tied to the market because, right. um, it, it is a long game and, and you don't want, you're not going to see a lot of cash value built up in the first call it five to seven years. It's really like if you're utilizing it correctly, you're going to see huge gains on the back end. Um, and I, right. I even consider it somewhat of a bond alternative because, Bonds, some of them are struggling to even pay 6%. And if you can get that inside of, you know, a life insurance policy of 6%, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. And it's not at the mercy of the stock market, <laughs> right? right. Um, they only yeah. go up and it's, you know, based off dividends. Now, obviously, dividends aren't guaranteed in these policies. But when you work with, you know, these large companies that have been around since the 1800s and they've been paying their dividends ever since, then I, I don't foresee that ever going away just because they're so financially strong that it's you're not going to see it like conversely these banks some of these banks that have been collapsing recently are being absorbed by by other banks because they've they've been doing some i don't know some shady stuff i guess because 
they're, they're losing yeah. clients and they're losing the amount of money and, and a lot of their money isn't even FDIC insured. They're putting them into accounts that aren't insured. And so it's, well, yeah, that's especially with, yeah. yeah, with everything that happened with the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people, um, I would imagine anyway, uh, I mean, a lot of people are just, they're spending money, right? Mm-hmm. They're not making as much money. Maybe they're getting laid off. Maybe they're living yeah. off the government. Now that, that cash cow has stopped mm-hmm. and you know, why would you need a bank? I mean, realistically, if you don't have liquid, mm-hmm. right? Like we're always told to have a bank account, but that's that's for people that put 10% of their paycheck and the rest of it goes like as we were kids, that's what we were supposed to do. No one does that anymore. And that's obviously very irresponsible. But at the same time, that's a big reason why people, I think, aren't using banks anymore is because you do have services like PayPal and Cash App where you can, I mean, fuck, even Starbucks. That's a bank, bro. I don't care what yep. you say. Starbucks is a fucking bank because yeah, I, I have quite a bit in that one. <laughs> dude, of course you do. So does my wife. Listen, bro. Like, I don't know what the number was. Um, you might know. Hold on. Because if you don't know, I'm, I'm going to say this because I'm going to clip this shit because this is fascinating. <laughs> bro, are you ready for this number? How much money? This, this just came out. Uh, a few months ago, how much money does Starbucks rack in just from their reward system? Meaning, if you don't have the Starbucks app, just like a lot of companies do, this is, this isn't new. But Starbucks is great at it because they hook you in. Like Dunkin' Donuts also does this as well. But Starbucks, it's all the bougie white chicks that put in hundreds of dollars in their reward system. So if you have the rewards app and you could rack up rewards. Um, from your phone and you put in money almost like you would just refilling a gift card mm-hmm. worldwide Starbucks is sitting liquid in the rewards app 2.1 billion dollars that's insane literally and that's from Nasdaq so I mean you know it's legit but bro 2.1 billion dollars just sitting there liquid so, I mean, not only are they not going to go out of business, but mm-hmm. the it's going to continue to grow naturally. Sure. But what's even more fascinating is when people, because my wife does this, when you go to Starbucks and you got $20 in that thing and you end up getting three drinks, mm-hmm. it says, ooh, please refill yep. your app. So then you toss in another 25 But mm-hmm. you're only using five of that to yep. fulfill that. So now that 15 20 bucks is just sitting there from... You refilling it and it's just constantly going. So let's say if you had fifty dollars in that rewards app and you don't use it for six months, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to use it. There's you can't pull that out and go to Dunkin' Donuts. Like that is stuck there, man. Starbucks has that. So whether they keep it themselves and you don't use it, or you end up using it to buy one of their products, I mean it's a genius move. And there, again, there's a lot of companies that do it, but they have mastered it because I think the minimum is like 10 or 15 that you can put in there. But I, if I remember correctly, when I read that article, I didn't read it just now, but if I remember the way they do their system and the way they do their price point for their, their last increase in 2022 or 2023, their last increase in price, they strategically made it to the point to where their minimum, let's say their minimum is $20 that you have to refill on that app. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't get two drinks, right? For like whatever, eighteen bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if it's there, if they're seven to eight dollars each, you're gonna hit that threshold of having a minimum of twenty in there. So they ask you to refill it after every purchase. So by the time you leave the store, you're already refilling for your next visit, and you haven't even showed up yet. Yep. Like it's they're mind fucking <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. But it's genius. It's a good move. Yeah, so, I'm always in line. Like, all right. I know how much my drink costs. It's always seven sixty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how much am I? How much is in there? Okay. Can yeah. I get a? Can I get a sandwich? Nope. All right. Got to put fifteen dollars on my card. <laughs> uh huh. Because yeah. then you use that, you'll have two dollars left over, and you then go. you're like, well, I might as well refill it because I know the next time I go, I'm gonna put yep. ten dollars. So mm-hmm. it's just, yep. yeah, man, they get you. It's and Definitely. you know, again, that yeah, right. That's digital currency. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. Right. But where's the money coming from? Where's the money getting hold, held at? You know, yep. um, what even be uh, more exciting is let's say banks aren't a thing in, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. And we were able to kind of have our own little crypto server. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. I think that might be the future to where you have your own secure server, just like you do a router, your Wi Fi mm-hmm. router. 
and you have your own secure server where all your information's on there, your passport, you know, your digital, like everything. And that's how you hold all your money and all your crypto. Sure. So if you need to refill something and you need to throw it on a Starbucks app, you're not going to the Bank of America app and linking it up. You're linking it up to your server at your house. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the only way to to really make things completely secure for everybody. Because um, I don't know if you read read about this uh, one dude that owned, um, fuck, what was it? I'm going to be Googling this entire podcast. But it was this one um, dude that had like a, a million dollars in crypto um, on his hard drive. Oh, and didn't he lose it? He or... accidentally threw it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he and a bunch of friends were literally going to the local landfill and trying to find it. They never found it. And, you know, this is not like fake Logan Paul coin. This was he literally took dollars transferred it to crypto and sat it on a server because if you're not if no one out there is involved in crypto it's um it's more annoying because it's annoying in a good way but there's passcodes and phrases and you have to like you secure your shit with a bunch it's not like you know abc one two three explanation points your password there's a met there's a lot that goes into it and it gets stored whether you know if you're not using something on um you know, like, uh, what's that, um, Fox, Firefox, or not Firefox, but Metafox, one mm-hmm. of those servers. If you're not using, like, a server like that, you can actually keep this stuff with you, and you can hold everything yourself just like you would credit card. But you do that, you run the risk of this clown where he had millions of dollars <laughs> and he lost, you know, and now you're screwed. Someone might get lucky and find it. I mean, shit. If yeah, I if I knew about that and it was and I knew the landfill, I would be out there right there with you, bro. Modern day treasure hunting. <laughs> man, man. So it's weird. I mean, I see that kind of being the negative, but it's, uh, you know, who knows, man. I mean, it's. I think it's all going to be for the better. Mm-hmm. It's just we have to kind of get through this weird thing where there's so many roosters in the hen house, man. You know, when it comes to like crypto and digital and we, we don't know who to trust, right? Because, you know, who do we trust the government? Do we trust PayPal? Do we trust, you know? Yeah, we just and everybody wants their hand in it too, so. Yeah. We're just, we're just all greedy. Like everyone's all greedy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're, you know, as, a, as countries, we're even fighting to get on the moon in the 60s. Like literally racing to get to the moon. We'd kill a bunch of humans. <laughs> Just so we can all get to the moon first. Yeah. Like that. So uh, we're in this race now to where, you know, we're doing it. And I even heard a uh, a podcast about a um, they're establishing uh, or creating rather uh, supercomputers. Like an uh, computers that are made from atoms. Mm. So it's this one computer that's a supercomputer. And IBM and Microsoft and all these companies are fighting for it. But... Now these computers are so smart and so intelligent, like we can't even fathom what they can do. And, you know, the servers can literally like detect coding and everything that we do. So like the CIA is actually worried about these companies figuring out this supercomputer. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And like yeah. this, you know, this is like behind the scenes thing where we don't even know what's going on. Like, this is not in the news. It's like unless you follow these companies, what they're doing, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of scary, man. Because once that happens, I mean, it's it's just like our food industry. There's only certain companies that control certain things we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you can go out and catch your own cow and make <laughs> it. Like that's not how it works. You have to rely on six or seven companies to give you everything yeah. you want. So you don't know if that's good meat or bad meat. You're just kind of trusting in these companies, and we've. Yeah we've been shown time and time again that there's a lot of great businesses out there, but there's more shitty ones. Mm -hmm. There's more greedy folks than there is nice people. Unfortunately. Then we have to take into consideration the world of AI and how that's affecting our day to day lives, especially, I mean, even in, in my industry, like there's people or there's, there's apps starting to be developed using AI technology uh, specifically um, to help predict uh, trades and, you know, um, uh, patterns in, in the trading, you know, uh, through like the stock, stock options and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stock, yeah. And Jesus. I, I, I'm, 
I'm not concerned for my job because everybody likes to talk to actual people face to face. That's right. You know, that, that's not the concern. The concern is, is um, what if people manipulate these systems to to do the wrong thing? Um, and we see it already because, you know, the majority of of the trades that are done are all done with supercomputers anyway. Right. So when they pick up on a, a trend, um, you know, these supercomputers will will act on that trend because it's not retail investors like you and I, we, we don't mm-hmm. move markets. Warren Buffett right. could move a market, sure, but right. you know we're not him, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and, and uh, or, or anybody else who has you know billions of dollars in, inside of the stock market. Um, but when you when you have all these supercomputers that that execute trades automatically for people and, and all these rebalancing like apps that rebalance your portfolio, you know it's it's going to get to a point I feel um, where somebody's going to create something and they probably already have it because I'm not in tune with all that technology, but where they can manipulate markets pretty easily. Um, and AI could, could exacerbate, you know, the, the entire industry just by, you know, doing something that we foresee wouldn't be the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's, I'm already heavily regulated, you know, in, in the industry. Um, AI, I feel like is going to go out on its own and do its own thing eventually. And, and they're going to execute all these trades that could potentially lose people. It could, they could lose their, their retirements easily, you know, oh, the stock sure. drop, you know, and, or maybe it'll, it'll turn a, a select few people into like multimillionaires overnight because yeah. they've identified what the next trend is before it actually happened. <laughs> yeah. And then those next millionaires aren't going to be, sh- you know, sharing the, the knowledge, of course. Yeah. And, you know, that's another great example where our laws don't catch up with technology, mm-hmm. you know, and we can't, it's moving too quick. I mean, even just, I'm, I'm fascinated and I use AI almost every day and it is amazing. Uh, I do it for creating, I do it for script writing, I do it for my content business, uh, for social media. I mean, it's just, it's fucking awesome. For podcast episodes, even ChatGPT, it's mm-hmm. so crazy just in, because it's only five years old. It's really cranked up this past year, but just in a year, because I've been using it for a while, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Like even contracts, like I, I, I get sent contracts from brands all the time and they want me to, you know, fill it out and look into it. You can literally, if people don't know this, you can go to ChatGPT, right? It's it's um, open.chatGPT AI. And you can go to this website, you can start a new conversation and you could take that contract, if you're given a contract, you can copy and paste it and say, can you please translate this as if I'm five years old? Mm-hmm. No joke. I've done this before. And it takes a 10-page contract, and it condenses it down to eight bullet points that are important. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's amazing that even just something like that that can be done in seconds, uh, not only is going to, I don't think it's going to make us smarter, but it's definitely going to give us more time to do other things because you're saving time doing all this other stuff. Sure. It might make us a little bit more lazy. It might make us um, more reliant on technology. So, God forbid, if something does go down and the power yep. grid shuts down, like we're screwed, because um, we, a lot of us won't know how to read a book in like twenty five years. Um, and for people that that are following this geekiness, um, the because it was bothering me when I was mentioning supercomputers, I was talking about quantum computing. And for people that don't know, quantum computers are believed to be able to solve many problems quickly that no classic computer could solve in a very feasible amount of time. A feat known as quantum suppressing, uh, or excuse me, quantum supremacy, which is the study of uh, complexity of problems with respect to quantum computers is known as quantum complexity theory. So this is like something that's relatively new that a lot of big companies are looking into to where these computers will literally just trump uh, any other type of computer we have, and they're going to solve a lot of problems. And it's scary. It's scary that within the decade, this will happen because these type of quantum computers, uh, because they work so efficiently and they're going to be the, the most effective computer we've had. If you implement an AI into this type of computer, (laughs) those motherfuckers are going to be able to predict the future with those Mm -hmm. computers. So, it's scary, man. It's it's it is exciting, but it's also kind of kind of scary because we're moving so quick, and I think we're just not going to be able to, you know, 
have laws that go sure. around this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, right now we barely have laws as it is. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty much the wild west as it is. Let you know, let alone not factoring the AI in these supercomputers. So I don't know. It's uh, but it's fun. It's fun to be a part of it, I guess, and yeah, to see definitely. it. And you know, I mean, we're we're that sandwich generation that we yeah. have seen you know something come out of nothing and that's and it just keeps moving quicker than we could ever imagine so quick. um it just yeah. if you know for those those of us born in like the early to mid 80s and you know we we grew up with you know the whole AOL era and and you know all that fun stuff and then mm. um you know pe- when cell phones started to become a thing and you know I, I was kidding around and I was uh on my way back um and I'm probably telling on myself now, but I, <laughs> uh, you know, we don't need to sit there and, and type like this on our phones anymore. It's it's not a yeah. thing. Like we can swipe. I don't even need. I don't have to look at my phone to swipe things anymore. Like my brain is just in tune enough where I know. So I can as, as I'm driving, I yeah. can look over at something or let it read it to me, and I can look over, find where my starting point is, and just swipe my finger where it needs to go. And send off the reply or I can do it verbally, you know, regardless. And so I got taught, you know, my my family's like, oh, stop texting and driving. It's like, I've been doing that for 20 years. I was like, oh, 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 tell on myself. Yeah, that, which we, which like, we don't we don't condone texting and driving folks yeah, but exactly. <laughs> you but you all do it though just so you know <laughs> but it's like oh. oh make sure you're at a, at a stoplight okay you know and and the whole law is you know as long as it's not in your hand right so it's mine's yeah. cradled so i don't i'm not touching uh. it. <laughs> but you know even back in the day it's like when you had a touch you know to get c you hit two three times and i i didn't have to look back then either i just knew yeah. that I could hit two, you know, and then on the little five key, there's a little bump, a little, you know, so you know, so you know where the center is, so yeah. you know which way your thumb needs to go. And you don't have to sit there and, and you know, yeah. watch what you're typing out. You just proofread it at a uh, red light. <laughs> That's so true. It is weird that uh, that we, we adapt so easily, don't we? Mm-hmm. Like just, I mean, yep. society, like humans, we, we talked a little bit about horses just now, right, in the beginning of the show. But like... Cars are 100 years old. Like the fact that we're just okay with it now, we just adopted it. And then we're so comfortable with cars now that a lot of people, probably the vast majority of humans, drive so goddamn irresponsibly. And they don't even understand, they don't comprehend that they are literally driving a weapon. They are driving a weapon that kills more people than guns do. And that's terrifying. But we're so comfortable with it. You see a clown in a Honda Civic, because he's always in a Honda Civic, and you see him <laughs> yeah. fucking going in and out of turns with no blinker, no regard for other human beings, as if this is like a thing that we've been doing for a thousand years. It's been it's a hundred years. We have spent a hundred years doing this and we're not good at it. And we still drive like like assholes. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's crazy. And we we adapt to everything so quickly. Like like you said, with the the texting and all that, like we mm-hmm. we adapt so easily to that, where it's just it's part of our normal life, yep. to where we can just, you know, text without looking and swipe without looking, and um, it's it's weird, man. It's so weird <laughs> how we adapt so easily, yep. for better or worse. It's just even when I made the change from Android to Apple uh, January of last year, I mimicked the look of my Android to to <laughs> for for my iPhone, and I'm just like. <laughs> I didn't have to change much, you know. Yeah. I get blue text bubbles. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you finally, uh, you know, smartened up and went to the blue bubble. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. It, well it, uh, it annoys me sometimes because the uh, the predictive text or the the autocorrect is just awful still. <laughs> yeah. Or or there's cool. things that you really want to say, but it, it it won't allow you to say it because of you know yeah. political culture. It's changed that for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. For sure. <laughs> So for that, you just go on Twitter now and you can talk whatever shit you want. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a wild uh, couple of years. Sure. It seems like it's going to get even more crazy. Um, you know, the one thing I would tell people, and I want to get your final thoughts here, is um, you always want to plan for the worst. Mm-hmm. So you're just prepared. And that, that's one thing I've been doing for quite some time. And, uh, you know, when I got laid off and when I had 
uh, a lot of negatives that went down just these last couple years. And um, I was fortunate enough to have savings and have liquid because I was in the market early and I got in the real estate industry, uh, you know, in my 20s. And, you know, not saying that people, you can't do that now because I'm, it is pricey, it is more difficult, but it's possible. So here's the thing is it might get lower, but it's not it's not going to get higher anytime soon in terms of like, you know, if you want to buy a house. Like it's expensive, for sure. Rates will change, absolutely. But I don't I don't foresee us having a big jump in pricing. So if there's something you could do to get in, whether that is real estate, whether it is what, what you were saying, Roth IRAs or, or Roth IRAs, and, um, you know, maybe life insurance, if you could invest something into one of those avenues for a few years, five years, 10 years, and just take your time and relax and not not go out to dinner all the time and not give your money to um, stupid companies and Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't give your money to Starbucks so much. But if you could just do something to just kind of prepare for the worst because you don't know what's going to happen and it's better to just plan for the worst, plan as if in five years, U.S. currency is not going to be a thing. Um, the air is going to be completely polluted. Starbucks is going to be bankrupt. Like you need a plan for all that stuff and save money and do what you can and buckle up because, um, we're as much money as we've been printing and giving out and not investing into our own country. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you don't hear a lot of, about it because, you know, mass media doesn't want to talk about it, but yeah. it's, um, yeah, man, it's, it's scary. You know, there's, I was talking about uh, this with my buddy. He's uh, he's from Italy, and he's he's been here for a couple of years in America. And we were talking about uh, how you know, the U.S. is always going to be the superpower. And I go, how could you say that? Because he's from Rome. And I'm like, how could you say that, being a Roman? Because you were the superpower. And every country at one point was or could be the superpower. You know, sure. or or maybe we were scared of it. You know, Russia we used to be scared of, and now for whatever reason we we pretend like we're better than them, or we're walking all over them. But it's 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 interesting how they're every single country will rise and fall. Not maybe not in our lifetime, but you can't be number one forever. So you have to be prepared to step down from your pedestal and prepare for the worst. And you have to. We just get a little spoiled here in America. I think. And I was talking a lot about that with him last week to where it's like, we get spoiled. Like, it's fun to go out to the bars and to drink and to party. But then when you really look around and you see what's going on with, you know, the other continents, you start waking up a little bit. And unfortunately, we don't get taught a lot of stuff here in America, what, what's going on outside. Like, in Russia, they don't show you Rocky Four. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain countries hold certain information from you. And... Um, that's to protect the citizens, but it's also to kind of feed their own ego. You know, in China, they're not saying America is the number one superpower. They're definitely not saying that in Russia either. So it's like, okay, so we're saying it. What is it? Is it true? You know, like you don't know. So you got to prepare. But what do you think? I mean, what can, what can people do to kind of like what what's your final thoughts on you know what people could do to kind of get their shit together? I think. The biggest thing for for anybody is is it, it just goes back to our point of making sure somebody has liquidity in, in their assets. Uh, more often than not, I, I see people that are over contributing to accounts that they can't touch without heavy penalties, um, i.e., four hundred one k's or a traditional IRA. You know, the other component to that is is debt. People feel like debt is, is such a burden to them. So especially credit cards, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I just met with somebody recently that is contributing $1,500 a month to their credit card debt when they only have nine grand in credit card debt. So I, I understand the need for them to pay it off as quickly as possible. But when mm-hmm. you have $2,000 sitting in your savings account and no other means, maybe reduce some of that money that you were paying towards visa and pay yourself first. Yeah. Get, get, you know, it's just temporary, you know, that's why they impose minimum, minimum, you know, uh, payments, which Mm -hmm. I don't, 
obviously I, I wouldn't recommend because you're paying the extra amount and the interest or whatnot. But, you know, if you're in a situation like that, it might be useful to consider just reducing those contributions to the credit card companies, mm. to build up your savings real quick. And then after that, then you can go back to paying it down again. You know, three to six months of your salary or not your salary, but your expenses um, should be saved at minimum um, mm. because that's usually about how long it takes to find a new job if you get laid off. And most people can't even pay to go get their car repaired anymore. Um, they don't have enough in their savings account for that. So uh, whether it be in their savings or they open a brokerage account where they can and just put it into a balance fund, something that's just makes a little bit more than, you know, three to four percent in these high yield savings, maybe try and get a five to six percent. Just you're not going to be super risky. Um, you're not going to be at the full mercy of the market. Just something to to keep building more liquidity. I think that's, that's where we, we fall as, as a society, at least in the U S yeah. is that we don't save enough money. The yeah. average savings rate in the U S is less than 3% because that's what we're told to do in our 401ks. That's all that's when we should really be at the 15 to 20% range and it can't be done overnight, but sure. um, we can make strides to get there. But you know, anybody that's in their twenties and thirties, if they're saving at least 15 to 20%, they're going to have a healthy retirement. You know, minimum as long as they're not spending frivolously, but <laughs> like right. all the stuff. But you know, that's 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 the best thing to do is is just to make sure that, and it could just be a matter of reallocating what you're already saving into other means in order to um, achieve whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. Mm. Um, but if somebody's like maxing out a four hundred one k a year and they're putting twenty some thousand a year into it, but they have 4,000 in savings, they may want to, you know, slow down their contributions, just get up to the match and then put the rest in the savings and bump that up and then look at other means like, you know, brokerage or, you know, a Roth IRA, or if they want to not be at the mercy of the stock market, maybe, you know, anything with a cash value life insurance policy, whatever it is, you know, just as long as somebody creates a habit of saving, um, mm-hmm. That's really where where it starts is is creating the habit first and then going from there. Well, that's good stuff, man. As always, uh, you know, I enjoy talking with you. This podcast is a lot about uh, mental health, physical health, and financial health. And uh, not a lot of people want to geek out with me about money, but I think it's something <laughs> that a lot of people need to hear, uh, yeah. especially nowadays. So, um, and you know, now that I'm I'm getting ready to start a family, it's exactly yeah. Now more than ever, it's important. So. Second, I get that that little girl's social security number. Guess what I'm doing? Roth IRA, baby. She is going to be loaded by the time she's 18. She's going to be on my credit card at the age of six months. Mm -hmm. And she's going to have an incredible credit score when she gets uh, 18. So That's what my dad, unbeknownst to me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So it's, uh, you know, these are all things that are important. And, you know, it's it's hard, right? I think all this stuff we're talking about, people are like, well... But, you know, have you seen the new Ant-Man movie? Like, I just like to spend money. I get it, dude. Like, it's, yeah. things are, there's a lot of cool shit out there. And the reason I think Americans don't like to save money is because we have the most cool shit. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this whole life thing's about. Yeah. Like, you know, because none of that cool shit matters when you're 80. No. You know, if you're lucky enough to make it that far, you're not going to care about the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? The iPhone's not even going to be a thing then. So why are we spending thousands of dollars on something that's not going to exist in 40 years? So, um, cause it's going to be in our brain probably. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's just all about thinking long-term and that is scary for people, but man, if you could do it at a younger age, that's my biggest regret. And I'm only in my thirties, but I'm sure we could both attest to this is if I knew what I knew now, when I was like 17, man, mm-hmm. every fucking 20% of my paycheck, not yeah. 10, 20% of my paycheck would be in there. I would be drinking less. I'd be partying less if I knew what I knew now. So um, if you're out there and you're listening and you're in your 20s, man, wake up, dude. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. you could still have fun and, and party, but just do a little bit less. You know, instead of buying 10 beers, buy five. Take the, <laughs> take the other five beers you were going to buy, throw that in a Roth. Yep. And in 20 years, your, your family's going to thank you because it's going to be great. So, uh, sure. But Justin, always good. Always good chatting with you, man. Give people okay. your socials so that way if people want to follow you or email, you know, I don't know if you want to leave your email, you don't have to, but uh, any any way they can uh, contact you. Yep. 
definitely. Um, yeah, Instagram is probably one of the easier ones. Uh, it's my, well, it's like my first and last name combined. J-U-S-T-E-R-M-A-N-1 um, is my handle there. So Justerman1. Nice. I don't use social as much as I used to. Um, <laughs> definitely LinkedIn, Justin Westerman, or, or nice. on Facebook as well. So just yeah. look for all the bacon blessed hashtags and that's, you, you'll find me there. <laughs> I love it. And I'll, of course, I'll leave everything in the description in the episode notes for people just listening to this. Uh, just open up the episode and you can find his info there. But Justin, thanks again, man. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Stay safe and um, have a happy year, brother. All right. Thanks. You as well. All right, man. Talk Thank soon. You. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics, but I, I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out, and they're all just as good. But if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics I talked about, as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.